What's up, everybody? It is your host here at Shooting the Schmidt, Jonathan Smith. And I cannot wait to get into today's pod because, as promised, today is filled with March Madness material. Can't wait to get into it with my guy, Matt Murphy. But first, Double B, Bruce Buffer. Thank you, Bruce. It's time. March Madness. Talking it here with my guy, Matt Murphy. What's up, bro? Yes, How are sir. You? Yes, sir. What's up, Johnny? Happy to be on. Dude, I'm, I'm happy to have you, man. Having a legitimate basketball coach to talk to. <laughs> oh, with yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, just freshman. Just freshman just coach. Just freshman. But Still, though. Yeah. 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 Still, though. Absolutely. Yeah, excited to be here. And, man, heck of a weekend. Heck of a weekend we had, man. A lot to recap. Incredible. Plenty to recap. Too too much to recap. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. So let's start with the best games of the weekend. What are the three or four that had you just on the edge of your seats, you know, yeah. just yeah. waiting? Man, it's, it's tough to narrow it down, honestly. I, I think I want to start with uh, Murray State, San Francisco. So it was round one uh, here in Indianapolis. And, man, those both of those teams were just going back and forth. I, I was really fr- frustrated when the draw came out. I wanted both of those teams to be – on opposite sides of the bracket. I, I did not want those two teams to match up in round one. It felt like those were two teams that could have potentially, you know, I could see, yeah, I could see San Francisco if they didn't play Murray State potentially in the Sweet 16 right now. I mean, two dangerous, you know, mid-major teams. So that was that was obviously a really fun game. Um, just to, yeah, two teams that were just going back and forth. That's definitely, that's that's probably my number one. Um, I think number two, I it's kind of a cop-out. I'm going to go with Arizona TCU. That's fair uh, though. Yeah. Dude. So I, I came uh-huh. in here last night to do other radio work and put the game on and didn't do other radio work. <laughs> yeah. I just sat here and watched the game. Because how could you? How could, yeah. I mean, that was TCU, man. That that big guy from TCU. Oh, Getting dude. into it. I have never seen a seven-footer get babied like that, like he did the Arizona guy. I, I mean, he, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. And, they, and I felt like TCU, man, they were running really simple actions, like really, really simple. And their point guard and their, uh, it looked like it was just kind of a high pick and roll. Yeah. Uh, and, and Arizona was, it was giving the Arizona fits. It so. was. And so I have to ask you now, because you brought up that game. Is that a foul where he's double teamed by the half court line? Oh, man. And he's, so my thing is like, he definitely got bumped. Yeah. But he definitely flopped. Like yeah. both, yeah. both can be true. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you're the referee there, it's like, tough. It's, it's it's tough to it's tough to make the foul call. But if you don't, you have to call an over and back, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the two yeah, has to exactly, happen. exactly. Yeah. So, I I think I would have probably let it go. It did look like he flopped a lot, um, but on the replay, I, it could go either way. Could go either. I think what people forget is is in. So they'd obviously go into that that high pick and roll action uh, TCU had and. As a coach, man, my first thought was when they're, you know, 12 seconds left tie game. And by the way, what a shot by oh, yeah. the, the Arizona player to to tie it up, man. That was that was clutch. But, uh, you know, 12 seconds left. In my mind, just my, my first thought as a coach was don't go to a high pick and roll because they can blitz. Like the blitzing. And that's exactly up, what they exactly, did. Exactly. And, and it gets you in some issues. And and that TCU guard, is he's quick enough that he could have probably taken him off the dribble and gotten downhill that way. So, um, <laughs> they were certainly fortunate for the Arizona guy not to finish it in regulation. Yeah, but. man. Going for the dunk there is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, You're on SportsCenter if it hits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and what I was telling my buddies earlier today is uh, that we're arguing that, oh, he should have laid it up. I was like, well, 
here we are. No, not, three guys not able to dunk, and we're talking. Oh, he should have. He should have laid it in. So, uh, that I mean, that game in general, though, just really exciting. Oh, it was awesome. really, really exciting for sure. And then you got one more. Yeah, or? yeah. Well, I mean, I have to choose from a couple here, but um, I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> it hurt. It pains me to say this because I love the Iowa Hawkeyes, <laughs> but I want to say Richmond, Richmond, Iowa, mainly because that was the first big upset. For sure, and, that's fair. Uh, I like that pick. And and that's mainly. And again, it, it's only really once that first upset happens. I think in my mind, <laughs> I just start rooting for every upset. Like oh, I, same. I, I've been saying that. That once that first big domino falls, we all just become agents of chaos, like the Joker and Batman. Like we're all just cheering for the wildest things to happen. For sure. Uh, so that that's gonna be mine. And, and I think Iowa kind of had it tough. I they had been really hot coming into the tournament, dude. I really, had my really hot. Yeah. I, I was feeling them, man. Yeah. And yeah. The crazy thing about that game is, you know, if you had told me Iowa was gonna lose, it was gonna be because they gave up thirty five to some mm-hmm. small, quick guard yeah. and they just didn't defend, but they didn't yeah. score. No, and they're at all arguably the best offensive team in the Big Ten, probably yeah. Denver Purdue. Yeah, I mean it was it was weird. They are kind of set up a little dangerously because Keegan Murray, and you know I'm big on Keegan I, Murray, man. Him, I love man. Keegan Murray, man. I want to see him in a Pacers uniform. But man, he if you really watch their offense, he is not very ball dominant. You would think by his numbers, I mean putting up 25 a game, yeah. that he's really ball dominant. He's really he does a good job of like flowing with the offense, and so. But the negative side in that is when you need your guy to go get a bucket in a game like Richmond, like he's just flowing with the offense. And they yeah. needed him to kind of take over, and he didn't really do that. So, but yeah, I, what about you? What, what were some games that you liked, either first or second round? So I, I sat down today to make my my list, and it felt like I listed just every single game. Because it's been, <laughs> it's been a great tournament. Heck yeah, Like, man. across yeah, the board. It's been awesome. UNC Baylor is mm. definitely on the list for me. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the 25-point comeback. Yeah. Um, Matzik gets tossed on a terrible call Horrible. by the referee. Horrible. And Baylor comes storming back. We go to overtime, and I'm, I've written North Carolina off. I'm mm-hmm. like, there's no way. Yeah. Momentum entirely with Baylor. I'm trying to figure out how North Carolina is going to score. Yeah. And they do. And yeah. they they didn't hit free throws. And so every free throw they missed, I'm just like, yeah, like this is this is Baylor. <laughs> and yeah. then they pulled it out, and they're good. They are, man. They're, they're, nobody wants to see them right now. I no, I, nobody them. wants to see them. I, I do have a funny story actually about the Baylor UNC game. I so it was such a blowout in the like in the you know first end of first half, early second. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go get a workout in. I'm gonna go to the gym <laughs> because this is I don't want to sit around and see this. Like Baylor's Baylor's getting slaughtered. And so I had didn't check the score at all and had got like my phone kind of got blown up when when Manit got tossed. Like, oh, how's that? Blah, blah, blah. How's that a flagrant two? And I was like, I'm not watching the game. I'm just gonna kind of leave it. Like Baylor are yeah, I mean Baylor's dead, dead in the water. And did check the score, you know, four minutes left. And the, so the bikes, the, you know, to get some cardio in are facing the TV. And so I told myself, and I'm a pretty persistent guy. Like when I say something, I do it. So in my mind, I was like, last four minutes of the game, I'm just going to hop on the bike and I'll bike till the game's over. And Easy. 45 minutes later after OT and several timeouts, obviously I have to, I mean, so that's the longest I've ever been on a bike and hopefully will ever be on a bike. So, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that was a, it. Was a fantastic game, though. I it mean, was awesome. It was good enough game that it did distract me from. Really, I was dying from really like <laughs> from high quality too. Because like there have yeah, been a lot of close yeah. games, but like the Arkansas and New Mexico State game, Arkansas wins by five. Yeah, but it's a terrible basketball game yeah. to watch. One hundred percent. It was horrendous. One hundred percent. And then you've got games like Gonzaga and Memphis, yeah. where it's just high quality shot makers all over the floor. <laughs> They're hitting tough buckets, mm-hmm. and I felt like you know the North Carolina Baylor game was felt really really similar. Yeah, I think the next one for me though. 
I mean, St. Peter's, Kentucky's yeah. got to be on the list. Got to. I mean, got dude, to. Miss, oh, man. I can't believe I wasn't there. Oh, I'm so yeah. torn up about that's, it. That's but, you know, brutal. It's fine. It happens. It's brutal. It, it happens. Does. <laughs> but, uh, and then, really, just the St. Peter's run in general, right? Because yeah. they're, they're the team this year. Like, they are mm-hmm. the Cinderella story, making a run, playing, taking on your, your Boilermakers on Friday yes, sir. night. Yes, sir. So, yeah, they're just, they're fun to watch, too. Yeah. Like, they're, Really, really good. Like they, when I saw them come out for warm ups, you know, you look at them and you see Kentucky, and you're just like, "Come on now, mm-hmm. like, this is." <laughs> go ahead and chalk this one up. Yep. <laughs> for, for yep. the Wildcats. Yeah. And then, sure enough, man, they they're good. Yeah, I, dude, I really like they them. they're really well coached. Uh, I really like their coach and, and kind of the system they run. They they've got a, a series of different looks actually that that we kind of worked on. So and the team that I coached, we had some sets very pretty similar to them. Uh, and, and some high high ball scream action with some variations off of it, and it's really effective. Um, and I, obviously, they've been scored. They scored the ball obviously really well, and um, had guys step up. I I I listened to Calipari or yeah, John Calipari after after the game, his post game, and he was talking about he he even sensed from the players like the Kentucky players they were kind of tense like during the game, like there never was really this confident. Oh, we're the two seed, they're the fifteen. Like yeah. they were kind of tense all game. Um, and I, and it, you could see St. Peter's was playing free, right? Oh, yeah. They're just playing basketball. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like when you're, when you're the 15 seed, like you're supposed to lose. Yeah. And so you're able to just kind of go out there and do your thing. Whereas mm-hmm. when you're Kentucky, you're expected to win. Fun fact: not a single player on Kentucky's roster has won a game in March in their entire career. And yeah. it's not like they're all freshmen. Yeah. You know, Oscar Shibway, he's older. Um, you know, because they had all the transfers this year, but you mm-hmm. know, Shebae was supposed to make the run with West Virginia, but they had COVID, mm-hmm. and so the, so the tournament yeah. gets canceled, and so you show up, and I don't know, man. There's something about wearing like that Kentucky blue, where there's just like this extra heap of pressure because yeah. you're a blue blood, and they they didn't live up to it. Which <laughs> they they certainly awesome. did not. <laughs> they certainly did not. And one more to add to the list um, it was Murray State St. Pete actually. Oh yeah, that that second round game. A, l- um, a lot of fouls though. It, yeah, there, there were too many yeah. whistles for me. So that's why I, that's I why agree. I didn't make the list. Yeah, the, I I have felt and I wanted to get this in a second, but I just felt like the officiating was a little inconsistent just across the board. Yeah. I felt like there are games where first some of the first round games I was like, man, they're letting them play, and, and then there's other games where yeah. they're calling everything. Purdue has 45 free throws. Yeah, <laughs> yeah games like that too. So. Um, but I mean that that'll come. Like there's never gonna be a perfectly consistent. But yeah, I thought that game that game just kind of felt like an AAU game at times. Like oh, there'd yeah. be a huge block on one end, a huge block on this end, like a poster and you know, <laughs> guys making tough shots. It was awesome. Uh, and the, I think the environment for that game was pretty sweet as well. For like sure. two teams that could kind of sense that, you know, that they that the sweet sixteen's right there. It's right and, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So And then I've got I got one more. The Michigan State's and Duke game was yes, awesome. Yes. Especially since you go into the game, and you, me and you had talked about it beforehand, it's like Michigan State doesn't really have a guy. I don't really know how they're going to score. Mm-hmm. And every time you looked up, they were just kind of pacing with Duke, and eventually, you know, Duke's talent kind of took over. Yeah. But it was a great game. You know, anytime you get Tom Izzo and Coach K in March, you, you know it's going to be a good time. Yeah, fireworks, man. Fireworks. It was it was good, man. I, I do think the better team won at the end of the day. Like, oh, yeah. Duke is a, a sure. much more talented team. And uh, that Michigan State battled, though, man. They really— you know, they they really battled. That was a great game. So, for sure. A lot, so, of, a lot of great games to come as oh, well. Oh, dude, the Sweet 16's here. Oh, come on. So, come on. speaking of sweet, sweet 16, games that you're looking forward to, I've got three that I've got circled. All right. That, so, first of all, as a homer, the Arkansas-Gonzaga game. I'm so excited, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah. I, was talking I to my, figured you'd go there. Yeah. I was talking to my dad today, and my dad is just Mr. Like, we're going to lose. Like, 
Like, mm-hmm. he was telling me that we were going to get beat by Vermont. And I was like, Dad, <laughs> stop it. Like, we're going to be yeah. okay. And in, in must we trust, okay? All right. So, must we trust. so, first of all, Eric Musselman, 20 and three with four plus days to prep. That's, oh, that's, that's a big good. stat. Yeah. That, and I am, I just think that it's such like a clash of styles. And one thing, I'm, I'm going to get into this a little bit later. I don't think Gonzaga can win if the game is ugly. Like, I think the game has to be kind of like the Memphis game where you're going yeah. back and forth, hitting tough shots. I think if you really ugly a game up, I think Gonzaga would struggle. Arkansas can win that way. They're going to play fast, which mm-hmm. is exciting because they've got a lot of quick guards who were great out in the open floor. Yeah. And I'm just really excited to see how both teams kind of prep for each other because you know, Gonzaga obviously bigger with Holmgren and Timmy on the front line where Arkansas is like a 6'4 guy, three six seven guys, and then a 6'10 dude. And so just seeing kind of the matchup and styles, I think is going to be a lot of fun. For sure. For sure. Uh, so wait, I guess we could just kind of bounce yeah, off. We'll, so we'll, we'll go back and forth. So my, I mean, I am a Purdue grad, Boilermaker uh, at heart. So... <laughs> The game I'm looking forward to the most is obviously Purdue versus St. Peter's. And uh, not just because Purdue's playing. I, I think it's obviously all eyes are going to be on St. Peter's because it's oh, a Cinderella yeah. story, right? And everyone, I had a buddy tell me today, he's like, man, Matt, I, I love you, dude, but I'm cheering for St. Peter's. Like, I, <laughs> I want them to win. And there's a part of me, man, like, I want to see a good game. And I, there, there, is, there are two parts of my head. One says Purdue should win by 30. They just, sh- because just, they should. You look at the talent. You look at the size. You look at Edie. You look at Williams. You look at Ivy. And you yeah. even with just those three, I mean, you know, regardless of anything else that goes on in the game, like just from pure talent, pure size, raw athleticism, yeah. from that, you know, vantage point, it's looking like a 30-point win. But yeah. it's the same thing against Kentucky. It is, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, but with St. Peter's, I think one thing that they do, and it look like they do well, is they do pressure the ball. Um, and, and create turnovers. And that's something that has been Purdue's Achilles heel is when when they have double-digit <laughs> plus turnovers, right? When they're in yeah. the 15, 16, 17 turnovers a game, you're looking at a loss. I mean, that, that turnovers, turnovers are, you literally take away possessions. One of the things I wrote just in general about some of the things that, you know, some of these games have been really, really close, like not just Purdue, across the board. And one of the huge things in games is can you take care of the basketball? Yeah. Can you take because every single possession in a close game is important. Even, you know, possessions in the first half as well. Like they each possession matters the same throughout. Yeah. So um, yeah, just being able to take care of the basketball and valuing each possession. And that's something that Purdue has struggled with. So I, I do think St. Peter's can make it a game. Uh, I do, though, at the end of the day. Purdue should probably win by double digits. Yeah. But I, the line, we'll the line see. is 12 and a half. 12 and a half right now. Yeah. So it's big. That's I do, a big line. I do think for all, for all of our uh, betting uh, experts out there, I would say to maybe sprinkle some money on the over. I think that's a good. I, I, I don't know I, what the over is. I don't know. I don't know either. I do think that. Yeah, it'd be a good thing to check right now. Yeah, before, just, before. Yeah, maybe yeah. the line's really high. But <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking, man, Purdue uh, is going to go get to the foul line a lot. You saw against Texas. You know, 45 free throw attempts. Seriously. They're they're going to get to the line a decent amount with the, how aggressive. Uh, St. Peter's is, you're going to get uh, a lot. Of, they're going to be in the bonus early for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm taking the over. I can what, tell you right now. What's it at? 136 and a half. Oh, hammer it. Yeah. Take that, it. that is a, oof. Yeah. Not, maybe not just sprinkle some money on that. <laughs> I, I think that should hit. So oh, are, we, are we taking Zach Eady for first bucket again? <laughs> hey, yeah. And that's another one, man. It's plus 550, plus 600. That's a high value play. But, Again, yeah, just to kind of put a bow on that. Um, should be a good game. Purdue, 
if they execute, if they take care of the basketball, should be a double-digit win, win. They should. For, uh, that, that is the one game I do think out of all these games that could be a blowout. That, yeah. or, that, or that even should be yeah. if one team really plays to their potential. Yeah, for what sure. About, what about your second one? Second one is the Battle of the Blue Bloods. UNC and UCLA. Yeah. That one's going to be awesome. Just simply because, first of all, with UCLA being my pick to win it all, I'm just locked in on everything UCLA b- basketball right now. Yeah. Um, Jamie, uh, Jamie J- Jacquez Jr. is yes, supposed yes. to play, so because he's got yeah. he's got all the rest, so he he should be fine, is what uh, Cronin said. So fingers crossed there, because <laughs> if he doesn't play, then like you know, I, a huge part, I'd, yeah. I'd be nervous. He's a huge part of that team, yeah. And yeah, so that's definitely one for me. UNC's hot right now. UCLA is. Even though they're a four seed, I think they're a pretty popular pick to win the whole thing after their success last yeah, year. Amount, yeah. So I because they brought they brought makers. back their whole team, didn't Everybody. they? Pretty much, yeah. So and if anything, they added. I think they added a couple freshmen as they well. They did, so, and so I'm. They've got experience, man. They, they, they do. know what it takes, and they've yeah. got. I mean, they've got four guys who can who can get a bucket. Yeah, which is so nice, and they're all guards, which makes it even better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, my second one, uh, the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Versus Duke. That's my third um, one. I'm glad so you got that one we'll on We'll both there. get to talk about that. But, man, I and, and strictly because I really do like Texas Tech. I really do. And I also like, I think Duke is one of the most talented teams. Just looking at from a talent perspective, oh, yeah. I think they're probably one of the most talented teams in the country. I mean, obviously, they have been up and down. They had their struggles late in the year. But, yeah, I just love that matchup. I just feel like the Red Raiders are <laughs> they're coached well. They're tough. Uh, they're tough, man. Really, really tough. So that's a really intriguing matchup just with Duke's talent and then just the toughness, like you said, of Texas Tech. And these clashing styles of when in doubt, I know Duke is going to score points. And when in doubt, I know Texas Tech is going to play defense. Yeah. And so it's this high-powered offense versus this rock-solid defense. And I'm, I'm excited. It's, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then my third one was actually Iowa State in Miami. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a sleeper. It is a sleeper. I think a lot of people could see that and kind of feel like it is kind of a snoozer. But I love Miami. I, I like Miami too, man. They, just, I, they got shot makers. Yeah, the dude. And they're, there's, so there's a couple teams that you see that, that, that have made you know runs. And I think Miami's probably the biggest that you see this year. Of like They just got this dog mentality. Like defensively, they make it so, so tough. Um, and like they're not just not just their on ball pressure like they're I just there's there's this level of intensity that that, that they brought especially to that um, yeah it was Miami Auburn game and I just you saw they that ran they, them out of the they building. outworked them they obviously out they had shot makers right they they outshot the ball um, and man it was just awesome to see them just bring up this level of intensity and I, I just the only word I thought of was like this dog mentality that that Miami has. Uh, it was it was awesome to see. So and and the Cyclones too. You look at them beating a decent LSU team, a talented LSU team, and then beating a Wisconsin team that people you know were kind of penciling in for the Elite Eight. They were, yeah. and 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 obviously a really solid um, Big Ten team that, that that has a share of the Big Ten title. Right, yeah. it's a really good team. And Iowa State was really solid against them. Really, really solid. So that 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 is my third one that I'm looking forward to. But. To, if we're being honest, Johnny, that all of these games could be on this oh, list. Oh, yeah. All of them could be so, on this list. I have a, a sleeper possible blowout game. Okay. I think Villanova is going to run Michigan out of the Yeah, building. man. I don't I, think that game's going to be close. Dude, I, there is not, I, even going into the tournament, there is not, I didn't think there was a team that was more volatile than Michigan. I mean, just the, uh, they're like one game they're up, one yeah. game they're down. I was looking at the, on ESPN, I was looking at their game log. 
and it was lit up like a Christmas tree because yeah. with the, with the green it's, it's W's green and w. then green yeah, W L W L W, and it's it's just like man, yeah. they'll, they'll they'll beat you know a decent team, they'll lose maybe someone they shouldn't. And I think if they blew out Purdue, and you're like, man, this team looks insane. Yeah, and then and the yeah, so it's just pretty I volatile. Think, but man, they're I obviously was, kind of riding a wave right now. I'm, so. I'm trying to remember what what the stat is. It was something crazy like Michigan in the tournament. This is their first time winning back to back games. Since like December or something crazy yes, like that. Yes. And because yeah. you're right, like they're so up and down. And mm-hmm. look, at the end of the day, like if Hunter Dickinson plays well, like they have a chance. 100%. And looking at Villanova, they're a little bit smaller this year. So I'm interested to see kind of how they match up with him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a guards tournament. And Villanova has really good guards they do. like they always do. And yep. Jay Wright, the best coach that nobody talks about. <laughs> and yeah. so. Yeah, I I like Villanova to win pretty okay. handily in that one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I I am interested. I do like Michigan's got a guy, Frankie Collins. Um, <laughs> I have some Michigan friends that are obsessed with Frankie Collins. They're a huge fan. <laughs> my my roommate Jared actually is. He's a big Frankie Collins fan. And that dog mentality I was talking about earlier. That's something that that Frankie brings to them. So he's definitely somebody to look out for. I think they're. Yeah, I I agree. You know, I think. Michigan has been kind of riding a wave, you know, a huge win against Tennessee. They they obviously faced adversity against Colorado State, you know, in the first half. I yeah. think they had like 13 points or something like that. It was, it was really, yeah, it was an ugly, ugly and first Col- half. Colorado State was hot. Michigan yep. couldn't, I don't think Michigan hit a three in the first half. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they really were were broke from three. But, and just in general from the floor, they just yeah. look out of, out of sync. And so they, they definitely overcome adversity. Like, I love seeing that in a team, like, that's that's in this stage of the tournament. To win a game that you're really not supposed to win, in terms of you were down by ten plus and you come back, you come roaring back against the Rams, at Colorado State, and then, then Tennessee, yeah, they that was I was shocked that that was shocking. I thought Tennessee could have been a, it could have been a two seed, you know, and and I, they were they were obviously hot coming into the tournament. Um, a lot really liked them to beat Michigan, but yeah, Michigan, we'll see, we'll see. I, I agree with you. Uh, maybe probably I, I'd probably put the line at in my head at least at like six and a half Villanova, at least. and I would at least because yeah they they Villanova's playing really well. Glad Gillespie's back and healthy, and yeah, should He's, be a fun game though. Should be should, should be, be. <laughs> as long as Jalen Rose is in attendance, it should Dude, be fun, man. The difference between <laughs> his reaction at the game versus Chris Webber's. Yeah. was just, it was polar opposites, man. Really? Like, I don't think Chris Weber stood up the whole game until, like, the game was over. <laughs> and, yeah, and Chris Weber also, ginormous human being. Huge, yeah. Like, his hand. Yeah. Like, he could have, like, just, like, grabbed my head and just lifted <laughs> me off the ground. That's a huge human being. Mm-hmm. And, and meanwhile, Jalen Rose is, like, coming out of his seat, like, almost running onto the floor. <laughs> he was He's going He's way nuts. out there, man. He was which going was, nuts. Which is cool to see. Like, I love yeah. I love when alumni yeah. kind of get into it like that. And, you, like, Absolutely. you know, he and Juwan Howard are good friends. Yeah. And so, he's cheering on his buddy, too, which for is sure. cool. For sure. So, but, we're we're going to finish it up with our okay. tiers. I say finish okay. it up. The, okay. This is probably going to take the longest, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> so, let's let's start at the bottom. How, how many tiers do you have? I've got... I had four. I've got four as well. Okay, okay. that's perfect. Should so let's start in tier four with your your bottom feeders or your <laughs> okay. your, okay. uh, your your vacationers as I vacationers. Like to call them. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have their toes in the sand and on vacation after this weekend. Okay, I got Michigan. Same. Iowa State. Yep. Saint Peter's. Yep. <laughs> You're gonna hate me for this. It, you Arkansas. Have Arkansas in there. Arkansas. Wow. I got Arkansas down there. That's I, okay. I know. Probably a hot take. And I promise you, I promise you, I'm not doing that to, not. to make not. you mad. Uh, I really liked, so in my mind, it was, 
it was between a team like North Carolina, a team like Miami. Over, so those would be the two that I put over Arkansas, I guess, okay. when, I, when I was you know, taking a peek. And I'm just, I think I'm just pretty high on both of those teams, specifically Miami. Uh, I think a lot of people are high on North Carolina now, but I, I'm, I am pretty high on Miami as well. So <laughs> I, I figured that one would kind of rattle your cage a little bit. It but, did. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little rattled yeah. right now, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What do you have? I got to move Purdue down real quick. Yeah, oh, yeah down to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. So I've got really similar to yours. So I have St. Peter's, you know, nice run, guys, but yep. we'll, we'll see you after Friday night. Yeah. Michigan, we kind of talked about them a little bit. Two up and down for me. Iowa State, it's kind of the same thing. They, you know, they have great wins. They also have some bad losses. True. And then I have Providence, a.k.a. the luckiest team oh, in yeah, America. Oh. They, like, they have more wins than anybody else in the country, like, within five points. Yeah. There's something crazy yeah, like they, that. Yeah, they do not, they, they literally don't lose close games. It's kind of like, and at some point, like, their luck is going to run out. You and would think. I think they're a little undersized, just kind of across the board. Um, they're a big guy underneath. Um, what's his name? I don't know. I watched. I, I only really know Al Durham just because yeah. he played in Indiana, and he's the one. I mean, he, I feel like every time it's a close game, he steps up. So, For sure. yeah, he does. He does. He does. And, he, and at some point, though, like I just think that I think showing me that you're able to blow somebody out, especially like at this point when you're playing against really, really good teams, because I'm I wasn't big on the Big East this year. I thought it was really overrated. Agreed. And when you're sneaking out games against Butler. Like I just, I'm, <laughs> two of them, I'm not, not gonna, too close. Yeah, two ones. of them, and like it's I'm not, yeah. you're just not gonna have the same respect for sure from me. So for sure, you're uh, you're next tier. Yeah, I, I, so I did throw Providence in tier three. I that was it was a little dicey for me. So I view it maybe a little bit of luck, but what what better quality to have in a team than teams that that can win close games? You know what I mean? Yeah. There there is an element of yeah maybe maybe part of it is luck. Maybe part of it is that. They've really done a good job closing out games. Yeah. So that was part of it. I think a team that has that as an attribute is is yeah. I'm 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 intrigued, right? Because every team or every sorry every game going forward is going to be a close one. And so that's the reason. Another reason why I put them in tier three. So I got the Friars. Uh, I've got Miami, UCLA, North Carolina, and Houston. UCLA in tier I got three. UCLA in two th- tier three. What do you yeah. what do you not like about UCLA? I, it's not that I don't like. Um, it's more of I chose to put Texas Tech and Villanova in tier in the, the okay. next tier up over them and personal preference I man I just they I feel like they're a little relying on making tough shots in my eyes like they yeah. they have great shot makers uh, one of the side effects of great shot makers is taking not shots. great shots at That's times fair. Yeah, so for sure I I kind of liked uh Villanova's system a little bit more that and and they they would be the one team that I would potentially flip them with Okay. But I just like Villanova on offense a little bit more. I just feel like they're a little, probably going to be a little it's bit more It's a little more bit consistent. more sound. It's yeah, a little more I would consistent. Say, yeah, yeah, that makes and, sense. Okay. But, yeah, that, that was a tough one because I do like UCLA a lot. I Like you, we were talking about earlier, the, the experience that they have is huge and really important. Um, I think you can see the difference in, in teams that are coming out for the first time and, yeah. and guys that are coming out in the tournament for the first time and guys that have been there and done that. So and sure. UCLA has definitely done that, yep, right? Yes, so, they have. So, yeah. So, what so about you? Tier three, this is my delusional tier. These are the teams that, like, think that they can win it, but really we know that they can't. <laughs> okay. So North Carolina is is in this one for me. And yeah. I people love Carolina right now because they're hot. And, like, it's North Carolina. Like, it's, it's blue blood. Of course everyone loves them right now. But just they kind of have this Michigan thing where they've been really up and down. Now, at the same time, you can make the argument that that they're peaking right now. They haven't looked better all year, which, like, you know, especially after the way that they beat Duke the last game of the year. 
But at the same time, I just, I don't know what it is. It's just like, it's more of a gut feeling kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. And, and teams that are hot like that, that get some really big wins, back, there's a little voice in the back of your head saying, This isn't you. You know. Yeah, it. yeah, come on. When the <laughs> wins the roller coaster are going to stop going up and start going down. Yeah. So I, I get that for sure. Uh, Houston, it's kind of the same thing as North Carolina. I just, I've been high on Houston these past couple of years. I just feel like they've had really easy paths. Yeah. And again, they, they had to be Illinois. But oh. Illinois is really Kofi dependent. Oh man. And it's it, Don't get it, me started. It's a guards um, tournament. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. And I was really disappointed in Illinois. Just all Two I years think, in a row. I think all year just so underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, they had some really serious talent. Oh, Frazier coming back. Yeah. You had Plummer who can absolutely light it up. You obviously had Kofi. You had some really good pieces around him. You had Andre Corbello, who's dealt with an injury early. I think he was a concussion earlier in the year that kind of slowed him. Uh, down in the beginning of the year, but man, I they just have so much talent, man. They do so so much talent. And to I, I one of the games I kind of circled was Illinois Chattanooga. Chattanooga led the whole game. Yeah. Illinois led for thirty five seconds. Won that game. They should have. Yeah. Illinois only led for the last thirty five yeah. seconds. And so to to do that and then to lay an egg against Houston, I yeah. just. But again, I, I I agree with you with about Houston to to beat a not you know not stellar UAB team. And then to beat an Illinois team that's just been underwhelming all year is yep. not not exactly the hardest path, yeah. you know, in in this tournament. And then my my last team is the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Okay, and now look, they defend at a high level. You can make an argument that they're the best defensive team left in the tournament. But they just don't score enough. Yeah, like they're they're going to run into a wall where because like at the end of the day, I, I think we're actually going to see it this week when, when they play Duke. Like you, you can play perfect defense, but at the end of the day, if you play perfect offense, it doesn't matter. And yeah, talent just kind of seems to over overcome them because I just like Texas Tech doesn't have a guy. Yeah, like they don't have well, a he, here's the ball. I need I need eight straight points from you. Like yeah. they, they just don't have that. I think a good comparison would probably be Texas. Yeah, like, uh, their their counterpart in, in in the Lone Star State of looking at that. Look at that Texas Purdue game. That, yes, that Texas. They yeah they made shots. Yeah, they played great defense at times. And but they also had what? seven minute matter. scoring drives. It didn't matter. Yeah, at yeah. the end of the day. And so and. And I think, too, with the tendency is going to lead to really good defense or typically aggressive defenses, which also leads to fouls as well. It does. And so you, you look at a team like Duke who's going to force you into some difficult foul situations with just the talent they have, um, obviously, at the big spots and as well, some really solid guards. So, yeah, that I mean, that's fair. I, I had them in Tier 2, um, the Red Raiders. I, I just I think I kind of, in my head, uh, fell in love with kind of the, the defensive you yeah, know, that's the talent fair. they have, and uh, and I always said this, man, and, and I, it's cool hearing coaches say this. But you know, when I was coaching my boys over at um, Covenant Christian High School, uh, I coached, shout the, out. coached, yeah, shout out <laughs> my boys over there. I coached the freshman team, and just you know, told them obviously a lot of things. But the one is like, man, it's it's about showing up on game day, right? You're playing one game in one day. Like it, it, it's not the matter. You know, it doesn't matter what team you were last week. It doesn't matter what team you were last month. It's the team that you're going to be right now, right? Yeah. And in these next, right, for these guys in this March Madness, it's 40 minutes. What team are you going to be for 40 minutes? And so in my mind, I, that's kind of why I had Texas Tech. I, I think they are playing really good basketball. Um, and, and again, I think it, at this point in the tournament, though, it's hard to say. Like it the, really this is. This is kind of splitting hairs with the tiers because for sure. it's like who, who's going to show up for that 40 minutes? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think St. Peter, Peter's a great example of that. Like they've played a really, really good two segments of 40 minutes. And they haven't looked like a St. Peter's team that's 19 and 11 no, uh, from the not. Mac. Like, they don't at all. So, yeah. That's, sure. what, make, that's what makes it fun, though. It that's is. What, that's what makes it For fun. For sure. 
So who is in your your tier two? So I got uh, the Jayhawks. I got Kansas. I got Kansas in here too. I got I did, I did throw Duke in tier two, uh, just because you know, we've mentioned the talent. They've loaded with talent. They've got tier one talent. That's for sure. They don't have tier one consistency. No, they been don't. Really it's up fair. and down. And um, I think you look at a North Carolina coming in on Coach K's last home game. And running them out the gym, yeah, running them out the gym, and that's the one game. Like that's the one game. You can't let that happen, right? Yeah, like, that's, exactly. That's his last game, like <laughs> how are you not? Game. Yeah, and to to come in in a game that feels like Deuce should win by double digits, and yeah, and so to come in the tournament, obviously, kind of limp in a little bit. Um, and then they, I believe, didn't they also get beat by? They got beat by uh, Virginia Tech in the, in the in the tournament. So in the in the ACC. So. I think uh, that's kind of why I, I put them in Tier 2 just because of the, the consistency. Again, Tier 1 talent, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Had the Red Raiders, a Texas Tech in there, and then I had Villanova in Tier 2. Okay, that's fair. I like that. So I've got, I've got Kansas in Tier 2 as well, um, just simply because like, I, Kansas hasn't consistently beat good teams this year. Yeah. So they're, they were 6-5 and five in the regular season against ranked opponents. Two of those wins came when Iowa State was ranked, who mm. was really up and down during the season. Yeah. So if you don't count those, then they're like 4-5. and five. And again, like they played in the Big 12, so they're playing Baylor and Texas Tech and teams like that. But still, like they didn't consistently beat. Mm-hmm. You and know, those, those are really teams you're going to see the yeah, rest of the way. Exactly, right? those are teams you're going to be able to have to play. You yeah. have to beat. So. so I've got I've got Miami in this tier just because mm-hmm. their ability to make shots. Um, yep. Wong and Mick Gutsy are just bucket getting guards, mm-hmm. which you know I, I love that when it comes to tournament time. For sure, I've got Purdue in this tier as well, uh, just yeah. simply because. Look, they can score. Like, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. They're a tough matchup because of their size on the front line. But their defense can be kind of up and down. Absolutely. And yeah. and the turnovers. You know, Huge. we were watching the game at your house the other night, and it's like we're sitting here watching Jay Nivey play 100 miles an hour faster than everybody else mm-hmm. but make the wrong decision over yep. and over and over again. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's one thing that you'll see on NBA draft boards of, hey, we've got this kid listed at three or two or whatever. He's going to be a top five pick. But he's gonna have the ball in his hands, and will he be able to make reads? Will he be able to? Yeah. I know. I understand he's just a kid, right? He's a sophomore, but it, it is. It, you get this feeling of it's exciting because there's so many great things that can happen. Oh yeah. There's also so many bad things that can happen. Like yeah. And, and and I think last night was an example of he had some. Yeah, he had a couple bad turnovers. He also had some really good reads. Ethan, two yeah. kicks to Ethan Morton, who played a fantastic. He game. was awesome. He he was awesome last night. Um. But played it, yeah, and and really, really good reads in important situations. And so he's got obviously he's got a really bright future. He does really, really bright future. And he made some big shots down the stretch too. He had two huge threes that put the game on ice. So, uh, but to your point, he he number one. Obviously, there is a turnover issue, um, decision making issue. I decision should say. making. Dude, that, yeah, that's probably a, a better and, and Purdue in general has, has a turnover issue. issue. They yeah. do, <laughs> and, and it's consistent. I've said it all year. They they struggle at the free throw line. They struggle turning the ball over. And those are two things that down the stretch that matters, especially when you're that playing matters. against really really good teams, right? Yeah. Like obviously they got St. Peter's this week. Who you know if you turn the ball over, yeah, they, they can, can make it a game for sure. Yeah, but you know when you're let's be honest, they're probably going to win. But so when you're you seeing, hope. see who who would they play next? Who's the one down there? Uh, it'd be well, it'd that's be, the thing. It's oh, Baylor. No, it'd be North Carolina, but it'd be North Carolina, UCLA. UCLA. So yeah. two good, good two, two solid really good teams, teams. Yeah. That you, sure. can, you can't afford to turn the you, you can't, can't afford to give away. That's why that's why I you know as a coach how I say you're giving away a possession and giving them an opportune possession. Right. Yeah. Typically, when you turn the ball over, you're going the other way. 
or the other team's going the other way and yeah. probably has it, you know, a, a, three, a three on four or a four on three or a three on two, something like that. And yeah, just putting them in an opportune situation. So yeah, that, that obviously is a scare. And, and I think <laughs> maybe my bias had them in tier <laughs> one instead of tier two. So we'll see. Again, they're a team that has tier one talent though. They are. Oh they're, yes. There's no, there's no one that has a front court like they do. You know, they're really versatile scoring the ball. Like you mentioned, they're offensive. Offensively, they can do it from every level, right? They can do, they can get you back to the bucket post-ups. They can drive in lane. Ivy, there's nobody that can stay in front of Ivy in the whole country. There's not. There's not. It's kind of ridiculous. It's how easily he goes back. He's got, yeah, he's got insane burst. So, um, I I would like to see they do have just, well, last thing. Yeah, last thing. Oh, yeah, you're going to do it. So, their three-point shooting as of late has been kind of lacking. Stefanovic. Sasha, Sasha Stefanovic. Stefanovic. I always call him Stefanovic. Stif- no, yeah. So, so, I just call him Sasha, honestly, just to not even <laughs> deal with the last name. Uh, but, Sasha. Man, he 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 can he really lit it up earlier in the year, and he's in the, one of the bigger slumps I've seen. I think he's averaging four points over the last six or seven games yeah. and missing wide-open shots and missing them bad, dude. Missing them really bad. So, I, I am in the camp— Get Ethan Morton. I know you are. Some, I know, yeah, I know you know. Uh, but at the same time, I know he is due to start shooting the ball better. I know he is. Look, having, having four days off should help. You would hope. You would think. You would hope. So, yeah, But we'll see. We will see. We'll see. But. So all that being said, I do, I, I can see that. In my mind, they're a tier 1.5. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, just in between the two. That's fair. But because of my bias, I think That rounds up to two, though, just saying. But, yeah. <laughs> so, but, and then my last team in this tier, I have Arkansas here. And maybe it's bias, but I've seen every minute that they've played this year. Yeah. And one thing that I love about Arkansas is their ability to win in multiple ways. Okay, like they have games where they where if they need to score 88 points to beat you, they are very capable of doing that. Mm. And as we saw in the, in the New Mexico State game, if they're only going to score 54, they're capable of holding you to 49. Yeah. And I, I look, I love— That's a good I point. Love, I love Eric Musselman, and he is, I think he's one of the best coaches in the country. <laughs> is, that the dude, is that the dude with the shoulder issues, your head coach? Dude, yeah, he's the dude with the shoulder <laughs> issues. I saw something, he just, post-game interview, he looked like he had the ice on the shoulder <laughs> like he had thrown 120 pitches in yeah. the, you know, the ALS. And he's <laughs> Game three of the ALS. I just, that is too good. He is an incredible coach, and I just, he fits Arkansas's culture so well. Yeah. Going back on Twitter, trolling all the analysts who picked Arkansas to lose to Vermont. Yeah. Um, the slight flex talking about how he he prepped to guard Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade in the yeah. NBA. And so there's just things about him that I love. Also, JD Note, legitimate Kimba candidate. Do a guy really who can like just, Note. A yeah. guy who can just go get you 35. Mm. And look, like for them to be in Zag, like he's gonna have to do that. Like, like no Note's gonna have to go get 30. Umude's gonna have to hit some big threes. No Devo Davis off the bench is gonna have to score some points. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I just because of their ability to win in multiple ways. And just how much trust I have in Musselman and his ability to prepare, I I like their ability to you know possibly you know get hot, go on a run, and win the whole thing. All right. So I like that confidence, Johnny. We'll see. We'll see. The I mean, uh, now, with that being said, I'm not I'm not taking them to pick Gonzaga to beat Gonzaga. Like I do think they'll lose, but they're I very capable be, of winning that. Absolutely, game. they are. And any uh, like I mean, we've mentioned any game in the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, it's gonna and be anybody a, win at this. Yeah, point. Of course, of course. So in my so I did. Have in my tier one in my top tier, I did biasly, like I said, put Purdue up <laughs> there, and we've okay. talked enough about I like them. It, though I, you got to put Gonzaga up there. Um, you have to, you have to. They've they can do it at every level. Um, they can. I just love to see Timmy take over a game like that. I know a lot of people don't like him. He's the player of the tournament right now. He, 
I, his footwork is just different, man. It's so different. Good. When when you have a guy that you can throw the ball to, and he's gonna probably shoot 65 percent when he's back to like back back to the bucket, and he's making posts with the right, and he can go right, he can go left, and he's patient, man. He's, t- he's really patient in there. So it's also tough. You can't really double him. Yeah, you got guys got that can that can let it fly, you know. And and I, I'm I'm not in the check camp necessarily. I'm not either. But we've I, talked about. It. I'm he, not in yeah, the check yeah. camp at all. He can shoot though. He I he mean, can play make. He's, of course, yeah. I think his most impressive the most impressive thing I've seen about his game is how well he protects the rim. Yes, which makes sure. it so for tough. someone who's so skinny. Yes, that you you think hey this guy is going to really struggle at the next level. He can, he does make up for it with his he's, he's got excellent anticipation. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at, Cleaning up, the, yeah, at cleaning up the glass too. Just rebounding, um, but yeah, they're they're they've got tier one talent, man. And yeah. Tier one execution. They're a tier one team, for sure. Uh, I have Arizona in there as well. Me too. Arizona is that was a pretty easy decision. They they're another team, man. They they got some really good wings. They've got a big guy. Their big guy is really nice as well. Um, I forget his name, but just Kokomo. I, I think I believe. Or however so. you yeah, say or just it. However, yeah. Yeah, however you say it. But they're. I think their win against TCU. I again. I've mentioned this. I like teams that have overcome a close game, right? They, they've yes, been, they, sure. I mean, Arizona was, they were dead oh, in the water, right? They, they should. 12, 15 yeah. seconds left, they're down three. And they, that hope, they, I think, wasted about 15 seconds just kind of passing around. That's like, it it didn't like. feel it, yeah, didn't feel like there was much urgency. And man, what a huge shot to tie up the game. And they, yeah, they, again, they're a team that can do it at all, at all three levels, right? They, They've got post presence. They've got guys that can light it up. They got guys that can push the tempo. Mm-hmm. You know, athletically, there's there's not really a team like them across the board. They got yeah. So I really like them. They've and, also been the most consistent team this year. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Like like there's yeah thirty one and three on the year. There's right? no that, like lull where it's like man like they had like a really bad four game stretch and they played quality opponents all year because you can make yeah. you, you can say the Gonz- same thing about Gonzaga but they but played they, agreed yeah a, a lesser schedule mm-hmm. so I do like that about Arizona. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like they're just really good all the way across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've got Villanova in this tier. Okay, um, we we talked plenty about them. Yep. And then I have Duke here. And yeah, Duke. That's w- fair. What do you think about this? Duke to me feels like UCLA light in terms of several guys who can who can get a bucket whenever you need them to. They just don't yeah. defend as well as UCLA, and they're not as experienced as UCLA. Yeah, I mean, I could co-sign that. I think. It's in their own way. Like, it, it looks a lot different than UCLA. Like, on paper, just looking at the size and, and the, the athleticism. And twi- like, guys that are really twitchy, right? That are, they're, AJ, I, I forget you, that AJ Griffin guy. Yeah. He, how good he Gets is. And he, and he does, yeah. And he, he, so I think Duke is more talented, but they're, yeah, they're just a more talented version of UCLA. I agree. Like, and they've just, yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty good comparison. If you add in, yeah, Duke just sure. obviously has bigger names. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. And then I've got, uh, in their own tier, I have UCLA in a, in a tier of their own. Really? I, I, I think they're the best team. Wow. I'm not— it, Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doubling down on the UCLA is going to win the whole thing take. Really? I really like them. Especially okay. if with, with Jamie looking like he's going to be okay. I mean, look, like they had four—like, St. Mary's, five seed, really good. Like, they came out and crushed Indiana. And, like, yeah, I, had, they did. I had Indiana beating them. They did. And— I think I did, too. Yeah, yeah, I think I did too. So St. Mary's comes out, they crushed them, and then ran into a wall in UCLA. And they're just really good. They're experienced. That's that's the main thing too. I love the experience mm. that they have because when they play against the Dukes and the Purdue's of the world who haven't played in the Elite Eight, there's just you know that's it's that little bit of advantage that makes a difference when teams are so evenly matched. 
And look, yeah. Nick Cronin is also a really good coach. I love him. He is, absolutely. And he's a guy that has proven it, right? And he's he's been in the situation last year. And my only, here's my only gripe. Here's my, I promise you it's the no, only gripe. No, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Akron should have beat him in the first round. Tyler yeah, Campbell, sure. Tyler totally Campbell went on an eight all run, eight all run by himself, changed the game. I mean, yeah. they were down four with you know, a couple minutes left. Tyler Campbell hits two big threes and then a big mid range jump shot that wins him that game. I love him, by but the way. I do too, awesome. man. I he's do too. so good. He's just got this demeanor about him, dude. He's never rattled like he. Though in that little eight zero run he made, like it just, it just exuded confidence and um, I got, it looked like a guy that had been there. Which, yeah, to exactly, your point, yeah. is they've they've been in these close games in the tournament, but. <laughs> I think the counter argument to to what I had just said was they've won a game that was close that they had to you know step up and that's against a 13 seed so for, sure. for a team to have to overcome adversity like that I agree yeah UCLA is dangerous man they they are very dangerous I was curious I don't know how deep they go um, yeah it doesn't look like they play that many people I mean yeah they, one, they two, don't three probably look eight. like they probably yeah I mean but those you look at the guys that are non-starters. Got in the Akron game, got 15 minutes, nine minutes, six minutes, six minutes. So they really go go, go look light. at Arkansas's rotation. <laughs> Is it Stanley Mude's played every minute of, of the tournament? Every minute? Every minute. Wow. So, but you know, we're gonna get a little off topic. That's fine though. Do you, do you, <laughs> do you, do you have anyone else in your tier one before we get into this? I do not. No, okay. I. Yeah, I I, ju- I just had the Zags Purdue in Arizona, but all your tier ones, I I mean, you can. Throwing that, I mean, part of that it comes down to preference. Yeah, right? for and, sure. Yeah, um, just how you yeah, how you view the game. Down. Yeah. So again, all these teams could be. You could make an argument, probably besides St. Peter's. Besides St. Peter's, love St. Peter's, yeah, man. Love but, Doug Etter, but um, I I cannot with a straight face say they're a tier one team. Yeah, they're not. No but way. everyone else, I mean, well, I guess Michigan probably too. But everyone else, I, man, Iowa State probably not. Yeah, the Cyclones. <laughs> but I do like the Cyclones. Yeah, man. I do. I do. Yeah, so. I just I don't know. I think that. If you condition guys well enough, Musselman has talked about this because he he only plays seven. Arkansas plays seven guys, and that's it. And well, I I guess eight likes plays minutes from time to time. But his thing is like, yeah, thing is like if you condition guys well enough, like they're fine. And if you, you know, I've watched Arkansas play a ton. So and they they don't get gassed and they play fast. They're up and down. They had three players play the entire game against uh, New Mexico State. Yeah, I know. Like I mean, like that's it. And. Yeah, so, like, they, yeah, Musselman loves to load up his, and at the same time, like, you know, if I'm playing my eight best players for the entire game, and you're playing your ten best, I, I like my chances a little bit more, because odds are, my top eight overall are going to be better than your top ten. Yeah. And so, you know, you have a little bit more talent on the floor. That's, you know, just a preference, though. I know, <laughs> we were <laughs> talking about this about the Purdue game, we were like, why is such and such getting minutes? Like, you got to cut down your rotation. Yeah, yeah, and we, yeah, like you said, we did talk about that, and it doesn't make sense to me to be 10 deep. It if doesn't. You're Purdue, it doesn't. I, and I don't think you have the luxury of doing that the rest of the way. Oh, no, you don't. Maybe against no St. Peter's. Maybe against St. Peter's. If you get to the lead eight against a UCLA and a North Carolina, yeah, you got to go eight. Man, I love Isaiah Thompson. I don't want to see him for 15 minutes. I don't. Yeah. I, I, and maybe if foul trouble, that's a different story. Yeah. Right? I understand that. But there's an element of, yeah, eight feels like a great number. It feels like a good number. It does. So, um, I think I think it would be fun just to kind of wrap up our conversation to go through tag team. We'll make picks and we'll end up with a champion. So okay, yeah, we'll, sure. Okay, so yeah, I'll have you start. Where we'll do you go, want to start at? We'll go uh, in the West. 
Kentucky so, and Arkansas. Yeah. So you, I'm, I'm gonna let you pick that game because yeah. you're, uh, so <laughs> obviously you're Razorbacks. Yeah. So before, before the tournament started, I did have Arkansas in my Final Four in yeah. every bracket that I made, and I, they just haven't impressed in the first two rounds. Like let's just like they haven't looked great. And so because of that, I am going to take Gonzaga because Gonzaga's looked awesome. I yeah. mean, I, I don't think – you can make a case that they've looked like the best team through these first two rounds. And so I, I would take Gonzaga to win. Okay. To win that one. So we got Gonzaga. That leaves me with Duke and Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. I'm going to take Duke strictly based on the talent they have. Yeah. And, yeah, they have been up and down. Man, they just got – they've got some dudes, man. They they've got some dudes. Paulo Banco. Yeah, man, he is him. trouble. Yeah, six ten, two fifty, man. He good and, luck. And, and yeah, and so I think the margin for error of Texas Tech is a lot smaller than it is for Duke. Yep. So I'm gonna take Duke to win that one. I'm gonna okay. take Duke to win that. Let's move down to the East. I'm gonna have you pick the Purdue game. I don't want to be biased. Oh uh, well, I mean, you're not gonna be biased. <laughs> like Purdue. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Quick combo. <laughs> um, I guess we can both pick this one. I'm. I know you're leaning UCLA. I got UCLA. I'm, I'm telling you, man. They're Man, that's They're on tough. a mission, man. I'm, even though, like, look, okay. at the same time, like— No, I'll co-sign with you. I'll you co-sign go, with you. I'll you, co- you can go yeah. with the team that's hot, or you can take the team that's been there. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, in my back of my, I got a little voice telling me the Tar Heels are going to go to If you want to take the Tar Heels, I'll, I'll, All I'll right, trust I'll you. All right, I'm going to do it then. I'm going to okay, do it. We'll, we'll split. This is Sounds where we good. split. We draw a line in the sand. Okay. North Carolina will move on against UCLA man. to play Purdue in the Elite Eight. But you're right, because— Honestly, if you're gonna pick a quote unquote, I guess upset, even though there really aren't upsets at this point, <laughs> yeah. unless St. Peter's beats Purdue. Oh. <laughs> boy. Hey, if it's like no way it's it's gonna be like all chalk the whole way. There's no way. Agreed. Like, like someone Agreed. is gonna lose someone that should win is going to lose. And maybe maybe it is UCLA. Maybe it is. We'll so see. Where do you want to go next? Uh let's go to the south. Uh we'll let you pick the first one. Arizona, Houston. Um, Arizona. They're yeah. just easy decision. Yeah. And then I got another easy decision, Michigan-Villanova. Yeah, Villanova. I, I do like Michigan. I do, uh, just not to win this game. <laughs> 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 I, I like that they made it this far, but Villanova is just going to be too much for them. So, yeah. so l- let me take the Kansas-Providence game because I want, I want yeah. you to have to pick between oh. your, 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 your two guys down there in Iowa State and Miami. Man, I this one's actually kind of hard because I know I put Providence down in kind of that bottom tier, but this is kind of to the stage where, where Kansas gets inconsistent. Mm. And there's a a part of me that really wants to take Providence. But Kansas has, um, what's his name? A uh, potential uh, national player of the year candidate. Zabaji? Abaji. Yeah, 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 he's good. And he's he's, really he's going to be the best player on the floor. And yep. in coin flip games, I'm going to take the team that's going to have the best player. So I'll, I'll I'll take Kansas. That is a tricky one with a team that has won really close games all year. You know it's probably going to be a close game, but I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, going down to Iowa State and Miami. Um this is brutal. I am going to go with Miami. I'll start with that. I'm going with the Hurricanes. Um, think that they're going to be a little too much in terms of, we talked about that dog mentality, right? I think they're going to be a little bit too much um, for the Cyclones, but uh, I've been, I was saying it all, all day yesterday, sound the alarms. The Cyclones <laughs> coming to town. I, I do really like Iowa State, but yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I'm going to probably pick Miami to, to win that one. So. That's fair. All right, it's Elite Eight time. So we've got, are we going back to the West? Back to the West. So we've got Gonzaga and Duke, right? Ooh, that's this tough, tough, man. I'm, I'm going to, I, I want, I want to take Duke. Okay. okay. I, I just, I don't know. So I, my, my theory with Gonzaga is the same thing happens to them every year where they play a really tough non-conference schedule in December and November. 
but then they play their conference they, they play their conference schedule and they don't get any better because they don't play any teams that really challenge yeah. them. Whereas teams like Duke, you know, continue to play in the ACC and they play the North Carolinas and the Virginias, and so they get better as the year goes on. And mm-hmm. I think we see that around this time of the year where teams have continued continued to improve. Gonzaga's kind of plateaued, and because of that, I'm going to take Duke to beat him. Okay, I, I think I'm going with you with that. I, again, I think Duke is probably the most talented team in the country, and it's I, the think this, I, think, I think this is yeah. They're obviously <laughs> going to be inspired by <laughs> Coach K, and um, yeah, I, I think Gonzaga. Man, I that Memphis game, Memphis was all over him for a while, um, and, and had a good chance there. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to ride with Duke as well. I'm going to ride with Duke. Down to the east. So we'll, we'll have different picks. So, so you've got UCLA and Purdue. I've got North yeah. Carolina and Purdue. You can go ahead. Um, oh, man. This is so tough. <laughs> it is hard. Just because, especially if it's UCLA, Purdue, it's two teams that can really score the ball. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to take UCLA just mm-hmm. because I think this is where Purdue's turnover troubles kind of hit them. Okay. Does, let me ask you've watched Purdue more than me. Does Purdue have like a true point guard? Or is it just let Jason so, bring the ball? Uh, they they do uh, Eric Hunter Jr. and he started the year really tough. I mean he wasn't great. Had a couple uh, a couple really tough games. Just wasn't doing much offensively. Uh, when you have players that are so talented around him, it feels like he can kind of get lost in the mix. And and I think earlier in the year that was the case. He kind of turned a corner late in the year where he, he looked really good he, against Texas, yeah, dude. He and. and not just scoring the ball, like defensively. Uh, I think he was first team in the Big Ten defensively, or at least second team. I mean, he was up there um, in terms of defenders in the Big Ten, just perimeter defenders. Um, typically does a good job on that end. With it, Again, with a team that, that that's this talented, it's hard for him to be ball dominant and be a true point guard. He started scoring the ball a lot more later in the year um, and doing a decent job of, you know, getting the guys in, in their spots. But it doesn't feel as much like a – Point, yeah. a, whereas a traditional like, point guard. Whereas like Ivy, Campbell is the point guard at UCLA. Yes. Like, there's no question. Yes. I, I really he, like him. He's so, got the ability to kind of take games over. How I, how I describe it is Hunter is a guy that initiates the offense. He doesn't create offense. So Ivy is a creator. Yeah. Right? Travion, creator. Okay, he's going to get you right. Hunter will start the offense. He's the guy. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to get it yeah. going. He's going to get the ball to the right spot for the offense to get going. Like, okay. Purdue has a very complex system over there. And so, he he's bringing it up, number one, getting the ball to somebody, and he's not typically the guy who's going to be creating. For but sure. That makes he, sense. He has played a lot better. But they don't have much of a— I mean, he's really their only true, I would say, point guard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take UCLA just because at some point, I just think the inconsistent defense and the turnovers will eventually, I think, bite Purdue in the butt. But then again— you know, they may come out and not turn the ball over, and you know if they don't do that, they, they can beat anybody. Agreed, agreed. I mean, there's someone coming into the tournament. I said they can get beat by anybody if they turn the ball over. If they take care of the ball, they can beat anybody. So I, I've got, you know, I, I did pick North Carolina. I'm going to go over North, Purdue to, to beat the Tar Heels. I, I would agree I'm gonna, with that. If, gonna, if Purdue plays North Carolina. They beat them earlier in the year, and, yeah, I like, I like that matchup for Purdue. I, I just— Again, I think if they take care of the ball, they're going to be able to beat anybody. So I've got them moving on and uh, to New Orleans for that Final Four matchup. For sure. Let's go to the South. We got Arizona Villanova. Villanova. Yeah. Oh, man, this is tough. Yeah. I'll go ahead and go first. I got Arizona. I don't know if it's going to be that close of a game. Really? Yeah. I I think Arizona would 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 handle that game pretty well. Not that they would be a blowout, yeah. but I, I think an 8-10 to 10 point win okay. over Villanova. I just, yeah. Villanova... Man, I, I love Jay Wright. 
Connor Gillespie is a national champion. We he is. People forget. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to take Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Arizona, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good pick, John. That's a good pick. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna take Arizona. All right. Just because so they're they're better across the board. Yeah. So we got Duke, we got Arizona. Oh, uh, we had to pick the. No, I know, the, I know. The Kansas, I'm, just, I'm setting that oh, okay. up. Yeah. So we got you have UCLA in the East, and I have Purdue. Going to the Midwest to close us out. We got Kansas. We got Miami. Yes. This shouldn't be a very long discussion, in my opinion. I do think Miami will will give them fits Probably. in stretches. Okay. In stretches. Could see this game, Kansas maybe jumps out to a lead, probably an eight-point lead in the early in the first half. Miami's going to cut it to maybe two, one, maybe even tie it, maybe even take the lead at times. I do think it's a game where Kansas pulls out in the end, probably wins by eight to ten. Again, I think that's an eight to ten-point win. I'm, I'm going to take Miami, just simply because all right. I've been anti-Kansas all year. Yeah. I, I can't jump on the ship now and say <laughs> they're going to go to the Final Four. <laughs> okay. Got to stay true to myself. You okay, know? so I want to take Miami just because. Okay, they they took Jabari Smith out of that Auburn game. They sure he did. did not play well. They sure did. And, and they they could do the same thing. Then again, obviously Auburn has the most selfish guards in the country. He won't get Jabari <laughs> Smith the ball. Yeah, but Kansas doesn't have that do. problem. But yeah, no. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm very high on Miami, so I'm, that doesn't upset me in the slightest. So, all right. So let's go to um, final fours. Final fours, man. So we final both fours, April second. So I've got I've got Duke. Duke UCLA. Yeah, and I've got Duke Purdue. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say I'm taking UCLA. I okay. just the experience I think was really gonna show up here, and Duke's inability to consistently play defense I think shows up here as well. That's okay. why I'm gonna take UCLA. Okay, I'm taking Duke over Purdue, and that really? pains me to say as a Boilermaker. I, I I I would I would have taken Purdue honestly. Okay, I I do think that Duke is gonna be you know Pablo's a tough guard. They, I mean, he is. tough to. They don't match up well defensively against Duke, and I think that's a game where I could, I could even see them potentially taking care of the ball well and still losing. So we'll see. The, we'll the, see if they the make Bancaro it. The Bancaro versus Ivy back and forth <laughs> would yeah. be so much fun. Yeah, that would be a blast, and I think it would be a great game. I just think down the stretch it could be a game that you know a couple missed free throws here and there, a couple timely costly turnovers. Um, by Purdue could cost them. So that that will be a great game for sure if if it does happen. But yeah, I'm I'm rolling with Duke. Okay, that's fair. So you've got Duke in your national championship. Yep. Yep. On the other side, we've got Arizona. My I've got Arizona, Miami. You've got Arizona and Kansas. Yes. Yes. I'm um, I'm I'll tell you in Arizona. Yeah. No, no no questions asked. Yep. I'm taking Arizona as well. And done. we don't even need to talk that yeah, much. That's, yeah, a better that's team simple. should execute uh pretty well against them. So I've got I've got UCLA Arizona third matchup of the year. Arizona's beaten them twice. Oh, you know how hard it is to beat a team three it's times. Tough. It's tough to beat it's a team three tough. times. So I'm I'm the UCLA the Bruins man. I'm, I'm I'm sticking to my guns, dude. All like, right, they're they're my pick through and through. All right, yeah, UCLA just because like it's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah, uh, okay, I, I can I can get behind that. Um, I think Arizona is my pick uh, over Duke. And to be honest, it's not what I want. It's not. It's not at all. Like it feels like a mellow pick. Mike Krzyzewski right, gets all the way. Get, <laughs> it's yeah. in, within his grasp, and, and then it just slips away. I would. I will say as a caveat that, that I could funny. totally see every single pick I made go the opposite way. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I, I mean, just because they're all, every team at this level. I just look at I, in my mind. I go to the more talented team at this level. I, yeah. I think that will make a difference. And I think Duke and Arizona are two of the most talented. So I do. I am going to take Arizona over Duke just because they they've shown it. It feels like a 
a product, like a kind of a, a product that you would get that, that has great reviews, right? All sure. year, they're 31 and three, right? They've, they've won some tough games. They've won some really tough games in the regular season. And I think Duke has lost some of the, lost some more games that they, you know, should have won. So they're, yeah, 28 and six against, uh, you know, lesser schedule, For right? sure. a, a, a weaker schedule. So, yeah, that'd be my pick. But again, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a really fun. Yeah. Road to New Orleans. Yeah, sure. it's it's March Madness. It's the best postseason format of any sport out there. This is March. Yeah, is there is there a better four day stretch than Thursday to Sunday rounds one and two? No. Is there a better four day stretch of sports? No, it's no. I don't think it's. You'd be hard pressed to to tell me otherwise. I, what what even has a four day stretch like that? Maybe the Olympics. Where's, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, the, the Olympics don't touch. But March I mean, Madness, you're gonna have one day of <laughs> yeah, like yeah, curling yeah. and like high, you know. Actually, I hey, like I curling. Love curling. I, 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 I was gonna say, I, right when I cool. said, right when I said that, I, re- I regretted that because I do like curling. But yeah, it's got to be one of the best, man. It, may, maybe not. So that Thursday Friday stretch, like I understand if you took the Super Bowl over that, I understand that, I get that. But f- in terms of four days in a row, there's nothing that you can compare. And it's it's like four it's, days of entertaining. Yeah, like dude. it is because you know from start to finish because you know it's eighteen to twenty two year old kids who mm-hmm. you never know how they're gonna play. Yeah. I'm like, like you may get the St. Peter's run, and yeah. or, or or you know you may get chalk where the four one seeds end up running the table, exactly. which has only happened once. Why but, they call know. it madness, man? Exactly. That's why they call it madness. So, so I have I have one more question for you, yes, b- sir. Before we before we wrap it up, as as a Colts fan, I have to know <laughs> your yeah. thoughts on on Maddie Ice. So coming to here to Indy, yeah, man, I. Number one, first thought, glad they got something done. Like, glad they didn't take Baker. The amount of times I've gone to Twitter and just refresh, refresh, just waiting for them to make a move, right? I understand Ballard. He's really patient. He there, there are people that take different approaches to the NFL. He is consistently, we're going to wait. We're going to see what the market is. We're going to make an informed decision. Yep. There are some people that— Like the Browns. Like, like the Browns, like the Jaguars, that go out on the first day of free agency and make ridiculous moves. Christian Kirk— should not be making twenty million a year, yeah, but here we are. Not. So here we are. I understand patience. I do also understand fans getting antsy when you don't have somebody under center, and it's hard to sign free agent wide receivers when you don't have a quarterback. Yes, it is. What's that sales pitch look like? Hey, hey. we don't know right now. Sam Ellinger is going to take <laughs> snaps week one. Yeah, but he's been working hard in the offseason. Yeah, season, yeah. So. And like yeah, and it's it's a tough sell, right? They man, the Colts were in this weird spot. They have, they have the most Pro Bowlers on the roster. They had seven last year, right? And they've got it. At, they've got O line, right? I, I would like to see them go upgrade at left tackle. The one area that outside of the QB room, like we'll get to Matt Ryan in a second, the wide receiving room of the wide receiver core. I want to see a little bit more pop out of that. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed that they didn't go get. Uh, Robinson, he ended up in L.A. Yeah, which is kind of tough, but it's a deep wide receiver. It draft. is. It's it like is. Eight, Jarvis Landry's still out there, man. You obviously you got some young guys in the draft that I think would be really good pickups. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to that in round two. Um, they it, should, it, I, and yeah. I agree. And I think a, a guy like David Bell from Purdue, I know he didn't run a great forty, but he'd be a great pickup at that spot if he's available. There are a couple other guys that should be available in round two that'd be good additions to that room. But I, I could see them, you know, I, <laughs> do, going back to Matt Ryan. It is, it, in my opinion, was the best option available. Yes. People talk about Baker. They talk about Jimmy. They talk about some of these free agents. And his cap hits at $24 million, less than Jimmy G. Yep. His cap hits would only have been about— Stays healthier than Jimmy G. Yes. 
he has way more success, has had success with lesser teams, right? Yeah. Where you look at Jimmy G was on a really good team this year. Yes, he was. And and his some of his numbers in the playoffs, I, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah. Some, so, I mean, you look at offensively, their offensive production in games that they won was so much less than some of the other, other teams. They have a phenomenal defense over there. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, Jimmy G would have been fine. You, It feels like you're kind of, it is a bridge QB. Like, I understand. Yes. He people is. say all the but time. At the same time, he feels very like Phillip Riversy, kind of at the tail end of his career, but can still play. Like, yes. Like, he could. Yes. This may be a stretch. With Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, the Colts could make a run and potentially, like, make a run to the Super Bowl. Like, I, I could see that behind Matt Ryan. The AFC is a jumbo mess, dude. man. It is loaded. But, and so I, there's not— But the division's weak. It we is. Get, we get four games <laughs> Texans and Come Jags. On. Come on. And and hopefully Matt—and I will say Matt Ryan is—believe he is— or he was like he is like four and zero oh in his last four games against the Jags, and so hopefully we can go down to Duval Country <laughs> and pick up a W because we all know what happens when we go down there. Uh, so, yeah, overall, it was the best thing that was available in my eyes um, for the time being. You still, dude, it's you still. It's a band aid. It's a yep. band aid over this glaring need, and I do. I, I'm so glad that they didn't go get a Baker. I'm glad that they didn't try to. I would have been fine with Mariota, but that's also a band-aid. Winston, James Winston, Trubisky, like yeah. all of these names that you throw out. I think Matt Ryan's probably the best option in terms he of is. production. I, I mean, he had that. close to 4,000 yards last He's year. He's been really good. Atlanta's and just been really Atlanta, bad. You know, I, th- I think it's really interesting looking at statistics of the players around him. It was top, t- I think it was one of the worst. It was bottom three in O-line. And bottom five in rushing. Yeah. And he's going to a team that was top two in rushing mm-hmm. and like around top ten in defense. In defense. Well, yeah. 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 And so that's what that's what I was gonna it's say. Just, it's just a much too. better situation. Agreed. So he, he should be able to put up numbers. Yeah. And there is one more free agent available that plays wide receiver that I'm surprised he didn't mention, who has a fantastic history with Matt Ryan. Ah, yeah. That is Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah. He that would be an interesting ad. I he, also, he's older now, so he he wouldn't he be is. the same. But he, it, it, I think it would be a cool story to kind of bring them together. It, it you would hope it'd be on like a one year prove it deal. Yeah, where he's not gonna be. You're not gonna be coughing up double digit in the millions for him yearly with, annually. With how so. with how Ballard is, it, it it would it would have to be that. I think. Yeah, of course Ballard he is. would. So for sure, I, I had a roommate. My my other roommate Bryce mentioned. He said. <laughs> He'd sex it. I can't wait for the Colts to sign Julio Jones and him be out for the season with the hamstring tear <laughs> after week two. But yeah, that, it, that would right. be that would be interesting. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see. I it, it's tough not to be. Uh, we'll, we'll put it op- cautiously optimistic. You can't. I don't think you can look at them and say, yeah, they're primed to make a Super Bowl run. But but they, they could. But they could. They could. Not that they should, but they, they could. could. That's, That's right. That'd be That's a good exactly. way to say it. So with that defense, man, with with adding another pass rusher. They they've got some holes. They they, they, do. they do have some holes. They also have some they have probably around 20 million, maybe 15 million of cap space left where you can go sign a couple guys to fill those those right. voids. So, uh, <laughs> uh Zadarius Smith still out there. He's still out there. Rusher, yeah. So. Yeah, so we There's, got Ngakwe. Uh, that that was a big I, no one's really talking about corner is now in uh, now oh, a need, now a position of need because you traded Rocky Sin uh, Xavier Rhodes is a free agent. We are not going to sign Xavier him. Rhodes I would hope. Yeah, he did, he's kind of an off year. Yeah, him. 
Rocky Sin had one of the one of the his best years, and then you trade him. Um, and now, right now, Isaiah Rogers is your CB one. Yeah, and, and you signed uh, they signed a guy from the Raiders who's familiar with Gus Bradley's scheme. But yeah, just looking at their needs across the board, I think they filled a huge one today in quarterback, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think corner- the, the most important need was without, without a doubt, without a doubt, you need to be you need to beef up that wide receiver room. Like yeah, you that's need very you need important. bodies in there. You need bodies in there, and Pittman is great. Love, Love Pittman. Not a Campbell. I want him so badly to be healthy. He needs to stay healthy if they're gonna. You know, yeah. again, I think you're putting way too much. You're banking too much on those two. You sure. need to bring in somebody, whether it's a rookie, whether I'd hope they get a veteran. It's a deep it's not, tight end class too. You that, could go tight end to kind of help to help relieve the pressure. Well, that's they a need big a one. They too, do. Though. They do absolutely. They've got Molly Cox and Grayson uh, for their their draft pick last year from from. Forget where he's from, but a mobile tight end. But they do need another tight end. So, but overall, Matt Ryan was the best option available. Do like the trade. Still work to be done for sure. Close out some shout outs. Anybody? Anybody else you want to shout out? I mean, shout out to my man John, man. He, <laughs> I, shout out to you having me on, and and it's been awesome just to kind of. And today was really fun, but just to get to know more about uh, the way you see sports, man, and and your passion for it has been sweet. So. Yeah, I <laughs> now I know I mentioned my roommates Jared and Jared and Bryce, and they're two two guys I, I do watch a lot of sports with. But yeah, just I've got man, they, we we don't have time for shoutouts. We've already been, we've already this is <laughs> we're a long like an hour and ten minutes. Are we like, really? We are. Yeah, it's felt we were like joking t- about we were joking about going an hour and a half. We're like no way we'll go that long. An yeah, hour, yeah, and that an felt like twenty minutes it. though. So yeah, just appreciate you having me on, man. Sure. It was a great time, and so I, I yeah. feel like we're gonna have to do this for, for the final four in the natty. Absolutely, okay, oh, absolutely, man. That, no good. questions asked. Yeah, sounds good. All right, well, let's go do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Where can we find you on social? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. Um, I, I I did mention earlier I had a Twitter that is just for work, but on Instagram you can find me. The whole burner account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is KD style, man. Uh, but so on Instagram you can find me at Matt Murph underscore 14 um yeah and that's about it man i'm besides it. that i yeah i'm not gonna give out my snap or anything man. not on tiktok no 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 i actually i do, I, I, I am on dance i am on yeah. tiktok yeah and, and do, really i am but i'm not gonna show that either okay. I, mean, <laughs> I don't oh, yeah, want my my rare. freshman team that i coached to get get a hold oh, of this dude. and yeah that'd be wild <laughs> yeah 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 so uh oh man but, yeah right. cool bro thank you so much for coming of course man spending you know an hour over an hour over here at it's late, man. It's like almost 11 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, I got to get to work we tomorrow work morning, morning, man. We got to, yeah, we got to get to right. some Z's, man. That's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you guys so much for sticking on to the, the whole hour and 10 minutes. Uh, really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll, I'll be back tomorrow with, with another short take for y'all. So you guys ha- have a good one. I'll talk to you tomorrow.